All right, good morning, everyone. We're going to be continuing on with business halacha, uh, discussing the sugya of Geneva's Das. Um, and so far, we had three different opinions in the Rishonim exactly how to classify Geneva's Das. Uh, it's a tricky one, right? Because on the one hand, it has the term Geneva's Das, right? Which, uh, if you take it very literally, means actually stealing. Uh, so do we take it literally? Do we not take it literal, literally? When uh, Chazal says it's Geneva's Das, is it really only a form of deception? What exactly are you doing here? Uh, so as usual, uh, the Rishonim are getting very nitpicky and going deep, right? We never take anything at face value in Judaism. We always uh, sink right down into the depths. We want to know exactly the mechanisms, the technicalities, exactly how it works and what's occurring over here. So when it comes to Geneva's Das, we saw the Gemara that said that Geneva's Das is Aser uh, in all its different forms. Uh, and then we had the strictest opinion of the Ritva, and the Ritva holds that Geneva's Das is Aser de Arisa, even to a non-Jew, and even if you're not gaining anything uh, from the Geneva's Das, simply giving a gift to somebody, and he thinks the gift is one thing, and really it's another, and you're fooling him, that is a Iser de Arisa of Geneva's Das, and he includes that in the Pasuk of Loisignaivu. That when the Pasuk says, you should not steal, doesn't make a difference if you're stealing physically from him, something, his resources, money, uh, an object that belongs to him, or if you're stealing his das, uh, his, uh, his knowledge. Either way, it's Aser de Arisa, both to Jew, both to non-Jew, whether you're gaining, whether you're not gaining, that's the strict opinion of the Ritva. Uh, and then we had the opinion of the Shulchan Acharav. The Shulchan Acharav holds when you're gaining, then it's going to be Aser de Arisa, right? So if I trick uh, Gavriel and I say, oh, that's, uh, that yogurt has uh, 20 grams of protein and uh, it's super good for every form of your health and your gut and I make up all these things that are inside of there uh, that, are, that are good for him. Uh, so if it would really not be good for him, uh, yogurt does have some good bacteria and cultures and stuff that are good for your gut. Uh, but if I'd write on the label one thing and really it's another thing, uh, so then that would be Gedeva's Das and it would be um, according to the according to the Shulchan Acharav, if I'm gaining from it, meaning if I now sell that yogurt for $20 instead of $3 because I say it has all these health benefits uh, and all these different types of juices or whatever is in there. Uh, so if I'm up, if I'm gaining money from the person and selling it for more than it's worth because I'm stealing his das, so then it's going to be Asa Daraisa. But if I'm not actually gaining any, any, any value from it, I'm just, I make you think that I'm a better person than I am uh, because of it, right? Like, uh, like the story of Shmuel where he's giving the gift uh, to the ferry driver and the ferry driver thinks that it's either a shechted animal or it's undiluted wine and it's worth more than it is. But Shmuel didn't gain anything extra. It's the same ferry ride that he got uh, by giving him this gift. Uh, so in such a case where you're not gaining anything, then it's only Aser Dirabanan. Uh, so the majority of cases where there's no gain, it'll be Dirabanan. If there is gain, Deraisa. Then we had the Rambam who uh, completely shifts from the other Rishonim. And he puts Geneva's Das in the Halachas of Mada. And we said Mada is all about attitudes, right? Uh, Mada is a Ben Adam La'atzmo. Um, and he includes it in the category of things like Lashon Hara uh, and Sheker, right? Lying to somebody and Lashon Hara, which are all uh, uh, things that the Torah forbids a person to do uh, through speech. 
Uh, so he holds that Ganevas Das is also in that category of things that are usher to do through speech, yeah. meaning just like you're lying or deceiving or tricking, all those things are usher or Lashon Hara. So too, Ganevas Das is going to be in that category. It's a kind of deception, right? Uh, so, there was, so the Rambam's learning that Ganevas Das is a kind of deception. It's not actually really Geneva. We're just borrowing that term, Geneva's Das. But the, ter- but the Gemara doesn't mean that it's actually a form of stealing something from another person. Uh, so therefore, the Rambam includes all the cases of the Gemara uh, in the category of, um, of Mada, in the category of some kind of deception. That's how the Rambam is learning. Uh, and then we have the... Shulchan Arach, and the Shulchan Arach includes Geneva's Das in the Halachas of Ona. Uh, and interesting, that's in page 43. Uh, he says, uh, So basically, if you have a mum in the product that you're selling, right, this, you know there's something wrong with the, uh, oops, sorry, uh, you know there's something wrong with the Amazon item that you're selling, or the car, or the uh, hot dog casing, or, um, or whatever you're doing, uh, and you sell it for the same price, so then it's going to be us, or why? Because it's in the category of ona. Ona literally means bite, uh, but it means when you're, uh, when you're overcharging somebody, right? So in this case, you're overcharging the person through fooling him, you end up overcharging him, and that's a form of ona. Uh, so the Rambam holds that uh, Geneva's Das goes in the category of overcharging somebody. Uh, so he doesn't hold it's a kind of deception and lying like the Rambam. He also doesn't hold that it's in the category of actual Geneva, of stealing from somebody. He holds that it's a form of overcharging because through your Geneva's Das, you end up overcharging the person. Um, and through that, uh, you um, transgress the prohibition of, um, of Ona. Uh, so, I don't know if you can say he, he holds he holds it's Oina and you're charging more than it, but he doesn't hold it's Geneva. Meaning, you've got to put it somewhere. Yeah. Right? Meaning, you can't say if you put it in A, that's to the exclusion of B and C. You've got to put it somewhere, right? So. I mean, that's what it seems like. He, so why is he putting it in Hilchas well, Oina and not Hilchas Gezel? If he would have put, put it in Hilchas Gezel, then you would have said, oh, he only holds it's Gezel, but it's not Oina. You can't say that. You can't say it's mutually exclusive. There's only one issue just because they put it in one category. Well, that's what we're trying to figure out is which category do they put it in? Well, we're trying to figure out why the Gemara answered it. Could there be multiple reasons? So we have in the Gemara that it's Asr. So now we're trying to figure out which category. It's only one. I mean, there's no reason to assume that it'll be... Stay Lavin or three Lavin. We're just trying to figure out which category is the right category so to put it in. Talks about, uh, the mitzvah of redeeming captives, he says it's like five mitzvahs. It's the half of the right. Right. So here he's not saying that it's multiple isurim. That not only is it ona, but it's also gneva and it's, it's also not, it's like not it's not. deception, sheker, and yeah. Huh? That's what the ritual holds. Ritual holds is mamish gneva deraisa. Even if you're not gaining, and even therefore it's usher even to a guy. Um, so he holds its mamish here. So he holds, um, and that's what the chinuch brings down to, to figure out where the ritva is coming from. How could he hold its proper geneva? So the chinuch holds that the reason why the Torah aser geneva is because you, it, it's a mida garua. Uh, that's what, so when the pasuk says like uh, 
Asard Geneva, because it's a Midagurua, meaning it's a negative character trait that you're bringing out of taking something from somebody else. So if you hold that the reason why Geneva is Asar is because it's a Midagurua, so then it would make sense that even Geneva's Das, you're also, that's that Midagurua, if you're, you're taking something from somebody else's Das. Uh, and because of that, he holds that it would also be included in the Isidur Raisa of uh, of Leisignu. Uh, but he's the most extreme out of all the uh, out of all the Rishonim uh, to hold that it's a Deraisa, even if you're not gaining, even to a non-Jew. Uh, he pretty much holds across the board that it's Asa Deraisa and it's included in Leisignu. What about, what about would, um, stealing time be included? If you said to somebody, I'll meet you at a particular place at a particular time, and you don't turn up because you had some better you stealing his time. Yeah. Uh, so it's a concept, I, I've only seen it, uh, correct me if anybody's seen it, uh, Gezel Zman and Gezel Shena. So Gezel Shena we find in, in Shulchan Ara. Uh, Gezel Zman, uh, I, I've only seen it, I think, in like Musar Svarim that talk about Gezel Zman, like stealing other people's time. Uh, and it's taken very seriously because like a person's main resource is his time. Um, but you're asking why, what, that should also, according to the Ritva, this is also like a form of deception. You're saying you're stealing his time on purpose. You're taking extra time. Even if you're not stealing it on purpose, do you know I'm going to meet you at a particular time and you're busy with something else and he's got to wait around, so you're stealing his time. Right. Yeah, so they're also be stealing his time. Uh, the Muslim the Sforan talks seriously about it, um, but in I, I don't think it would... I mean, even according to the Ritva, that it's a form of deception, usually you're not... Like purposefully trying to take away his time, it just you got busy, or something else came on your mind, or you thought you can fit squeeze ten things into that hour, and really you can only squeeze two. Uh, that's usually what, what happens. The shyness, if you so, take a business, like scared us were saying last week, if you go go into a shop and you try on fifty shirts and they're allocating resources, that time is. There's a monetary cost to that time. Sometimes if, if someone's at work and you and you disturb him under the assumption that they're going to profit and then you have no intention of buying, that might be okay. yeah. certainly a form uh, uh, of monetary stealing. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. So, so, so with Gezel Shay not stealing someone's sleep, so is it, what's, so is it, is it just considered Gezel? You've stolen something? Uh, yeah. There also would be more of a... Uh, I, I don't know, the Shulchan Aruch talks about it, but I don't know where to, like how exactly they classify it. Meaning over here we're getting deep into like, okay, where do we put this in? Uh, the, yeah, but I don't know, I'm not sure, I have to do more research to figure out where they, where they slaughter in Gezel Shena, like stealing people's sleep, stealing people's time. Uh, and if a person has to do tshuva on that, right? We'll, we'll discuss here as well, how does a person do tshuva on Geneva's Das? Right, so there's multiple levels over here, right? Asking Mechila. Uh, do you have to, uh, if, you, if you gain from it, do you have to return it? Um, do you have to tell him uh, that you were going to have Daito or not? Uh, so we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, Gezel Shana, how do you return something like that? Um, <laughs> I was thinking, I, I remember people saying you can't return, you still sound sleep, you can't return it. But maybe you could, you could do a time favor for him. So he, right, to, uh, say, to save him time. Yeah. You steal someone's sleep, right? Right. It happens all the time in dormitories. Maybe the next day you got to do the guy's washing so he can go to bed earlier. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe you, you can can't make up what he lost then. Right. That's but not literally sure. Yeah. The only thing you can do is ask Mechila. True. Okay. Fine. That's yeah. What I think. Yeah. 
Uh, it's pretty much the same thing with all time, right? Anytime you take somebody's time, it would also be a similar category. Um, okay, so this is the million dollar question, right? You're, um, we're, you're in Melbourne for a business trip uh, and your friend is having a wedding, right? Chasana in Melbourne. Uh, you're in Melbourne anyways for a business trip and you're like, ah, oh, my friend over here is having a Chasana, right? You stop by. Uh, you know, it's in the Docklands, you go to the Sheraton over there, uh, Hasana, uh, and your friend is like, wow, you flew all the way in from Melbourne. Uh, I can't believe it. That's amazing. Uh, but really, you were there anyways for a business trip. You happened to be in Melbourne at the time, uh, and you just stopped by. You wouldn't have come in special. Uh, now your friend is like, uh, seeing that you came in special, and he's like flabbergasted, like, wow, Alex, that's amazing. Came in all the way from, from Sydney to Melbourne for the Hasana. Do you now have to be modia him? Do you now have to tell him that, no, 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 he's here for a business trip anyways, and deflate his bubble? Or can you allow him to go on with him? Uh, and like kind of play, play into it and just be like, oh yeah, that's the question. What does everyone say? Gemara, famous Gemara. Huh? There's a famous Gemara. Which one? The two of Maroi met. Mm -hmm. And one was, was very, very happy that the other came to meet him. But it wasn't true. He was, he was just walking anyway. Yeah. And he didn't tell him. Ah, oh, you didn't tell him? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be our, the next subject. Um, so we're on page 45. Anybody else want to chip in what down. they would say? Well, if it makes him feel good. Peter's saying it makes him feel good. That's, so that's so. the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell but him. It is Ganeva's so. But But you didn't do anything to trick him. That's, I think you didn't. No, you no, didn't. But, but it could be the other way. If you do tell him, he'll be very disappointed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so then, yeah, to be saying now you're hurting him if you tell him. Uh, so you have to. There's a shikul here, right? There's on one side, it's Gneva's das, uh, what Gavriel's saying. On the other side, to be saying that no, it might be hurting him if you actually tell him, because before he, oh wow, he flew in for me, and you're like, oh no, you're actually not that special. <laughs> uh, so now it might be painful for him. On the contrary. Uh, okay, so that's the the two sides really that we have to weigh over here. Let's see the Gemara in, um, in page 45. Um, it says the Gemara, um, where over here you could see there's kind of a gray line. Uh, so we're on the second line of the gray line. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Par Yosef, Nafa Bisra Livnei Chela. Okay, so so basically when you sell a non-kosher, non-shechted non animal in the marketplace, you have to announce that you're selling it to a non-Jew. Uh, in the marketplace, why? Because then a Jew might see that you're that you sold it to the non-Jew, and he might think that it's kosher. So therefore, you have to announce in the marketplace uh, that I'm selling this meat to the non-Jew. So therefore, any Jew that sees you selling it to the non-Jew won't assume that it's kosher, and that he can now buy it from for the non-Jew and eat it. Um, so what what does a person have to announce? Uh, says Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef, you have to say nafal bisra levnei chela that the that the at, that the meat. Uh, fell into non-Jewish hands. But why shouldn't you have to say uh, that it's a trefa, that it's a non-kosher animal that you're selling? Meaning if you just say that I'm selling meat to a non-Jew, it doesn't specifically imply that the meat is non-kosher. So somebody still might think that it's non-kosher meat. So therefore, shouldn't you have to announce in the marketplace that this is non-kosher meat that you're, that you're selling to the non-Jew? Um, says the Gemara, Lo um, zavni that no. Uh, if you announce that it's not that it's a trefa, then it sounds like it's uh, 
Uh, like it's not such good meat, right? Like a wolf might have torn it up. It sounds like it's secondary. Uh, so basically, yeah, that would deflate the product. Uh, and you say it's not kosher, but you don't say it's, you don't say why it's not kosher. You don't say yeah. it's not kosher because maybe the animal was ripped up. Yeah, but you don't even say it's not kosher. You just have to say I'm putting the meat in the hands of a v'nechela in the hands of a non-Jew. This meat is also this meat is suitable for non-Jews. Exactly. But that, you're basically saying it's not kosher. Um, but it's nafal bisra levnechila. It's not that this meat is suitable for a non-Jew. It's this meat. This meat is in the hands of a non-Jew. Uh, so people have to know what that means, right? So I, it doesn't. He's not necessarily saying that it's non-kosher meat, but at the same time, he's saying this meat is it belongs in the hands of a non-Jew, uh, and therefore people sh- are supposed to understand. But that's what the Gemara is saying. That isn't that uh, if you don't say it's a trefa. Then maybe it should be Geneva's das. But treif here, I think, means treif literally means it's a torn animal. An animal, you had a cow, and some lion came and ripped it up, right? Right. So you don't have to when you sell in the market, you don't have to say this animal was literally ripped up by another animal. You can just say it's non-kosher meat. Right. I think that's what it's saying. You can't say it's kosher meat. No, but you're not even saying it's non-kosher meat. You're just saying it's nafal bisra of nechela that the meat fell fell into the hands of a non-Jew. Um, and but that's what the Gemara is asking. Shouldn't you have to say specifically that it's non-kosher? Because still you're going to have the problem. A Jew's going to see you uh, announcing in the marketplace this meat has fallen in the hands of a non-Jew. He still might think that it's still kosher. kosher. Might still might be kosher. Uh, so ask the Gemara Hakamati lahu. Ah, he's fooling him, right? Really, it's uh, it's treif meat, and you're just saying nafal bisra levnechela, but you're not actually saying that it's a treifa. Maybe you should have to announce it uh, and take the loss. Uh, says the Gemara, Inu hu tikamatu nafshaihu, this major svara. Uh, and this is a svara that we're going to have to use a lot over here and what, that we're going to have to discuss, which is that he is fooling himself. Iu tikamatu nafshaihu, he's the one who's fooling himself, meaning you just announce in the marketplace uh, that it's, it's falling into the hands of a non-Jew. The person's assuming, okay, maybe that still might mean that it's kosher, or the non-Jew's assuming that it might still be kosher. Um, but he's the one who's fooling himself. You're not actually causing, um, you're not actually fooling him. You're not causing the Geneva's das. He's causing the Geneva's das. He's, he's self-imposing it. Uh, let's see hey, the... Gem- but you're, you're not suggesting that if a Jew comes up to him, he could say, well, this, I don't know, maybe, maybe it could be kosher, could not. Like, it's, it's posture that, I, I don't know, I, I'm arguing with you. I'm saying, he's saying this meat is not kosher. He's not saying it was torn up. In which case, no one would buy it. If someone knew a lion came and tore up this cow, they would right. buy it. Right. Rather, he's saying it's a non-kosher piece of meat. Simply yeah. like that. It's for goyim. It's not for Jews. Jews can't have it because it's not kosher. But it doesn't say why it's not kosher. Uh, but he's not. He's not even saying it's not kosher. He's saying it's. That's what it means. The meat has fallen into the hands of a non-Jew. Meaning it's not. It's not suitable for Jewish consumption. That's what. Yeah, that's what so people are supposed to. Trait, meaning torn up. Right. Uh, yeah. So he's saying it fell into the hands of a non-Jew. He's not saying that it's torn up. Why shouldn't he have to tell him that it's torn up if it was torn up? Because then it would detract in value. I, it's Geneva's das. No, you. He assumed that on his own. He uh, he didn't have to. It's not like you fooled him into thinking it was a trefa. You just sold him like a status quo animal, uh, and then he assumed on his own. Uh, that uh, that the reason why uh, that it that it's a kosher animal as opposed to a trefa. There's a bit of the way here. I mean, the guy who's going to come and buy this meat from the Jewish guy is going to come and buy it from a non-Jew. 
has to know something, he has to, he has to ask questions. I mean, you wouldn't buy meat from a goy you knew they had a hatcher. Right. Uh, so it depends what the chazaka is. So what the Gemara is basically saying... Yeah, exactly. So what the Gemara is basically saying is that the chazaka, if you don't announce anything in the marketplace, then the chazaka is that if a Jew sells uh, meat to anybody, it's kosher meat that he's selling. Because a Jew would only have uh, kosher meat. And when you sell something, the chazaka is that it was fit for your own consumption. Uh, but you're selling it in the marketplace as a, as a Jew, selling his product. And the guy relies on that. Yeah, and the guy relies, and the Jew buying from the guy is also going to, we're afraid, is also going to rely on that. Oh. So to break that chazaka, you have to make some kind of announcement uh, that nafal bisra lev nechela, that the meat is now in the hands of a non-Jew, and it has the status of non-Jewish meat. It's a simen, it's like a simen. Yeah, it's like a simen. Uh, but the Gemara is saying, why shouldn't you have to say specifically that it's a trefa? Because then it'll go down in value. Nobody's going to want to buy it. Uh, and therefore, you don't have to say it. Ah, it's Geneva's das if it was actually a trefa and you're not announcing it. Says the Gemara, no, he's fooling himself. Right? So you already made the announcement that, uh, that it's in the hands of a non-Jew. People now have to do their own research. Right? So you broke the chazaka that it's kosher meat. Uh, people now have to do their own research. And if a person now assumes that it's really kosher meat, he's fooling himself, right? He's the one who, you, he, made that, he made that assumption on his own. He didn't have to assume that. Uh, he made that because there's no chazaka, that that's the case. Uh, so as, soon as, as long as you break the chazaka, uh, then it's not considered Geneva's das, that you're fooling him, because he's the one who's Geneva's own das. He's the one who's making assumptions on his own. Uh, so we see that the Gemara is not concerned about people making assumptions, it's only if you're specifically doing an act of Geneva's Das, or if there's a Chazaka, because uh, why is this different than the case of Shmuel, right? He gave him a bottle of wine, Who's, why can't we say also, and he, the person assumed it was undiluted wine, and really it was diluted wine, uh, so why over there also can't we say that Iyu de Kamate Nafshei, he's the one who's fooling himself, because the Chazaka is when you give a person uh, a bottle of, uh, of wine, that it's got a normal percentage of wine, that that's the norm, that's the chazaka, uh, that this kind of bottle holds this type of wine. Um, but if it's a different kind of wine and it's, uh, and it's uh, different than the norm, then that's already an act of Geneva's Das. Uh, so this is the svar of Iu de Kamati Mashe. Let's see the next, uh, the next story over here, which is the story that Mr. Garandas was mentioning. Kiha de Marzutra says the Gemara that, like this case of Marzutra, what happened with Marzutra? Breder of Nachman, Havika Ozo Misichra, Leve Mechuza. He went to Sichra, the town of Sichra, to the town of Bey Mechuza. Virava Rav Safra, Havuka Osi Sichra. And Rava and Rav Safra were going to Sikhra from the town that he was leaving from. They happened to be going anyways, business trip uh, or leisure trip, vacation, uh, for whatever reason. Pagua Dadi, and they bumped into each other in the town of Sikhra. Uh, so Rav Nachman thought that Rava and Rav Safra were coming for him. Right? They thought he was coming uh, to honor him and to walk him there. Uh, wow, you guys came that far all the way uh, from the town of Beimichuza to the town of Sichra just to escort me to, the, to your town. Wow, unbelievable. Thank you so much, right? Yadinan. Um, uh, sorry, Basikulehai, Amarle Rav Safra. So Rav Safra answered to him, right? He doesn't deny it. Uh, and he says, Anan lo Actually, we didn't know 
that you were coming. Uh, but had we known, we would have even uh, we wouldn't even be Torah Torah more. Uh, so we see that. Uh, sorry, we see that Rav Safra does. He he says, yeah, you, you know, I really didn't come for this reason. Uh, I was we happened to be coming on business or leisure. Uh, but had we known, we would have been Torah more. So he, Rav, he wanted to be MS. He also didn't want to. He was concerned what Tivi was saying that you uh, make him feel bad. Uh, so he he twisted it and made him feel even better from it, right? We would have even been more had we known. Um, but he admitted, but then he also made him feel good. Presumably so, that's true, though, what he said. Yeah, 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 it has to be true. So then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has to be true. Uh, otherwise, you have a Midvar Shachir Tirchak problem. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a, sh- it's a Shaila about uh, lying for a couple of Brias. not even the you know, if he didn't say anything, because... Like he didn't come specifically for him, but he would have. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so now he, so he got, so Rav Safra thought he he played it the best that he could, right? He admitted, didn't do Geneva's das. The same time he made him feel good, so he wasn't concerned that he hurt his feelings, uh, and he thought he played it off well. Uh, but let's see how Rava responded. Amrle um, Rava, but said Rava, who was traveling with him, my time Amrle. Why why did you tell him that? Hachi. Uh, Right, you hurt his feelings, like what Tivi was saying. Right, you you hurt his feelings when you when you told him that you didn't come specifically for him. You should have just let it by, let him assume what he was assuming, uh, as opposed to hurting his feelings. He said, "What do you mean? I'm messing him up. It's Ganevas Das." Uh, and he used this svara that he's the one who's fooling himself in such a case. Uh, he's making assumptions that you came for that reason. He had no reason to really assume that. And therefore, uh, it's not considered a case of Geneva's das. You could have just let it slide in order not to hurt his feelings. Um, and we see that Geneva's das does not apply when a person is assuming on his own accord. So coming back to our case, right? You're traveling to Melbourne so who, who for who business. Like Rava, that's the final, the final argument. Uh, that's the. I think it's a Rav the one who, in the middle of Shemnesri, someone came to buy something from him, and he didn't answer. And as he kept on doubling, the price went up, and he took the lower price. Uh, is that that's Rav Safra? I'm asking. Uh, so he held not to men, not to say anything. Even. No, no, he's the one who was very. Oh, very but he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's very mocked on. Ah, oh, I the, think. Okay, we we have to check this one because it would be a good shnim. Um, Mr. Gerendas is saying he's the one who was davening Shmonas, right? And they were offering him money, uh, and uh, he raised the price, and he took the lower price. He didn't want to. He was very uh, into honesty, into yeah. MS, uh, which is also this week's parsha, right? Yaakov Avinu, Ish MS, uh, didn't even Lavan was fooling him over and over again. Uh, he stood his ground. He wouldn't give up on his uh, on his ethics. Uh, so uh, so uh, so coming. So we have Rav Safra. Could be Lishitaso if it's the the correct thing. That he was the one who was all about MS and wouldn't let anything slide. That wasn't 100 percent MS. Uh, but we see we're poskening like Rava a because it's the final argument in the Gemara and b because the the Gemara uses this this whole story as a proof. So we see that we do Paskin like this at the end of the day. Uh, and coming back to our case, right? You're in Melbourne on business. Uh, you, you pop into your friend's wedding because you're there anyways. And he's like, oh my gosh, wow, unbelievable. You came over. And he says, I, I, I'm, uh, 
I'm so grateful that you came all the way from Melbourne. Thank you, uh, that you came all the way from Sydney. Thank you so much. Do you have to tell him or not? What do you guys say? Ah, oh, what's the chazak? <laughs> uh, so I Gabriel... was able to combine the business trip with the with the, with the, with the, with the chaz. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to combine the two things. Yeah. Uh, so according to Gemara, if it's the chazaka is that you didn't come for that, and he's assuming on his own, right? Uh, there's so many reasons to come to Melbourne: vacation, uh, good, better coffee, uh, business. Uh, conventions, right? There's so many other reasons to come to Melbourne. There's no chazaka that you're coming to Melbourne uh, specifically for uh, for the for your friend's wedding. That's a case of Eu de Kamati Lenafshei. Not only maybe sh- shouldn't don't you do you not have to tell him, but then it'll be a machlokas Rav Safra and Rava, right? Rava holds person's feelings come first. Yeah, Rav Safra held. What? How do you respond <laughs> if you're just silent? Yeah. That's a bit, a bit sus. Yeah, yeah, if you're just... <laughs> yeah. So, maybe you just say, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. so happy to be here, and you, you can... That's truthful, and You can let it slide. Yeah, if you think, though, it might come into a problem, then it might. But, but let's say it's in... Let's say in the middle of a jindabine, or somewhere out in the boondocks, right? There's... Uh, and it's not ski season, uh, so there's no other reason really to be out in Kuringai or wherever you are, uh, and there's a wedding there, and you pop in, right? And then the person's like, wow, you came in all this way. So over there already, there's no other reason why the person should assume that you're in town, right? If you're in the middle of uh, Colorado or somewhere, I don't know, somewhere really random uh, where that doesn't have a lot going on, so then you can't say you with the Kamata Nafshe because the Chazaka is that if anybody who's there uh, is there specifically for this wedding. There's nothing else in town that's happening. Uh, so in such a case, you would actually have to tell him um, that, oh no, I'm actually really here for business or leisure or whatever Where other reason. Where did you reason. see this idea of chazaka? Huh? Where did you see this idea of chazaka? Uh, that's the, oh, because going back to Shmuel's case, we have to be mechalak between the case of Shmuel, right, where he gave him the undiluted wine, uh, and that where you're opening up the barrel for him and uh, inviting a person for dinner. All those cases are cases where you have a proper chazaka or the marketplace uh, where you're selling something and you actually say, uh, so all those cases we have to be mechalek, so that'll be the chilek. Depends if there's a chazaka or not a chazaka. Um, and then um, also what if the person now offers you a kibur for, for coming? Right now he's like, oh, you came all the way from Sydney. Uh, I'm, giving you, uh, I'm giving you the bracha under the chuppah right? or something like that. Uh, so already over there, we're going to have, an, there's another case in the Gemara that says that if a person offers you a kibbutz, uh, if a person, sorry, if a person gives you covered for knowing two mesechtas and you really only know one, so then already you have to, you have to tell, you have to be modia the person, oh no, I really only know one mesechta. Uh, why? Because there he's giving you something based on it. Um, and there's two opinions in the Rishonim, why that's different than iu de kamati nafsheh. If a person is actually give one is that if a person is actually giving you something, then the fact that you're gaining from what he's giving you is like you're admitting and like you're being gonev daito because you're reinforcing what he thought uh, by accepting the gift, right? Because when you actually accept something based on it, uh, based on it, then you can't say iu de kamati He's making his own assumptions and fooling himself. Once you already accept it, that's already like reinforcing uh, the, the yeah. fact that you did come for yeah, that reason. Would you be able to say in that case, I, I combine it with a business trip, or we don't have to say, well, actually, I came for a business trip and I was able to? Uh, uh, it depends what the person understands. Like when you say combine it with a business trip, then 
Because that's kind of straddling both, right? You're making him not feel so bad that I only came for business. Uh, at the same time, you're not fooling him. So, you're fooling him less, yeah. right? Really, you only came for business, and I was like more of a side thing. Um, you to, you, sorry, you have to volunteer. It says thank you very much for coming. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, do you have to volunteer that actually I didn't come here for this reason? Uh, so only if you're gonna, only if he's you're giving you a keyboard or he's giving you something but because of it. Thank you very much for coming. It's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> and never uh, mind that I just did a million dollar deal somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you would be able to say as long as he's not giving you something based on it. So like if he's giving you the kavod or the brach under the kuppa, then you have to already let him know. Could be awkward and super uncomfortable. Um, but that'll be the chiluk. But usually you could say you the kamat He's fooling himself, uh, and you can play along with it. My pleasure or something like that. Uh, of course. Somebody will announce, and Yankos Meryl came all the way from Sydney, and somebody else knows that he came on a business trip. Yeah, yeah. So then also, <laughs> you, could, you could end up in trouble yeah, yeah. <laughs> with these kind of things. In regular case, if you go to Melbourne, or you go to London, or you go to Perth, you, you could have multiple reasons for being there, and if someone assumes that you're there for a wedding, that's, they've made the mistake on their own. Right. So uh, that, and that's where we're coming out. You don't out. have to say anything. Yeah. Like there's other stuff happening in London, and usually when people go, they were on their in route anyways to South Africa, so they stop by. Or like, yeah, like a lot of people come to Sydney, they had a stopover on their way to to Eritrea or wherever else they were going, uh, or they're going up to Byron Bay for the weekend, and they stopped in Sydney, so it would be normal to to stop in Sydney for other reasons. So therefore, we could say you could play along. Thank you.